Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. Mrs. Dale, thank you for joining with me again today. Uh, as I say from time to time, uh, help me spread the word about these times together. I thank you for your feedback uh, that many of you have given me at this point in time. And so if you can just share with one person, share it with one person every day. <laughs> uh, sometimes you have to logistically help people to understand this whole concept of podcast and what it's about and how it works. But I just think it's a great way to, uh, to examine the Word of God, to consider some things, to think about some things, and to do it just on an ongoing basis. What we've been looking at of late is in 1 Peter uh, chapter 3. And you remember that Paul, uh, Paul Peter, <laughs> is writing uh, to a group of believers that were in exile. They were in another land, aliens in another land, another region. And he was encouraging them. And we, I think we can pr pretty safely say that these are believers that had a Jewish background because of the various things that were that have been mentioned at this point in time. What we see at the third chapter so far is that uh, he's speaking to uh, servants, he's speaking to uh, wives, and he's speaking to husbands. And he's saying, this is how you need to live. Okay, So servants, be obedient to your masters. Wives, be submissive to your husbands. Husbands, in the same way as Christ did for us, live with your wives in an understanding way. In the previous episodes, you can go back and review all that. We covered that. Today, I love it when you run across these phrases right here. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 8, begins like this. To sum up, well, there you go. To sum it all up, okay? He's telling them how they're to live even when they're aliens in a foreign land. To sum up, all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit. So now he's speaking to the entire body because somebody might say, well, you know, I'm not married. Or they might say, I don't have a job. I'm not a slave. I'm not a servant or anything like that. So this doesn't apply to me. Well, no, now he's coming along and saying, hey, guess what? To sum up everything I've said, all of us are to live a particular kind of way. And we're to live the way that the Lord lived. So again, listen to what he says. All of you be harmonious. All means all. All the believers need to be harmonious. And, and I love these type of phrases here because... Uh, what usually pops into my mind is if we are commanded and instructed and called to be harmonious, then that means that there's going to be opportunity for lack of harmony <clears throat> to exist. Know what I'm saying? That means that there's going to be situations and circumstances whereby that harmony may be broken. We have a decision to make to live and to be in harmony. We know that the enemy will send his fiery darts and try to do anything he can to break all these things. But he calls us, the Holy Spirit calls us, to be harmonious. A lot of times people say, well, I don't feel like it. I don't like that. I'm mad at him. Well, there we go. You know, it's, it, Scripture tells us don't to hold out there against your brother. Don't do that. To be harmonious, you make the decision. Then he says this, to be sympathetic. Quite often we're not sympathetic. We may want to come across like we are. But I dare say that a lot of times when somebody's in a difficult situation or something's happened, uh, the first thought that crosses our mind is that, well, perhaps they're receiving their just dues here. And he says, don't do that. Be harmonious. Be sympathetic. Be brotherly. Okay? Love one another. We as believers, regardless of background, Jew, Gentile, free, okay, slave, man, woman, female, male, whatever, 
we are one in Christ because of his Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, and we have a brotherly love that goes beyond even that of flesh and blood. Then he tells us to be kind-hearted. And I think most of us could readily agree that that's something that does not come of the flesh. Of the flesh will be a heart of stone. Of the flesh will be at best a deed of the flesh that will look good to the world, but that is really not motivated by kind heartedness of the spirit that transforms our heart from stone into flesh. And then he says, be humble in spirit to be humble. And these are all decisions that we're making. Okay. So again, to sum it all up, all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit, but the sentence doesn't stop. Verse 9 says this, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult. So he's showing us how to do this. How are you going to live harmoniously? Well, don't return evil for evil. If somebody does evil toward you, don't return evil to get even with them. A lot of times people say, well, you don't know what they did to me. You're right. I don't know, but God does. Okay. And you seeking to uh, gain your own revenge and avenge your situation will in no way help you. Okay. It's not going to help. So he says, don't return evil for evil. As a matter of fact, be sympathetic about the situation. Act brotherly, be kind-hearted, walk in humility when somebody does evil for you. So don't return evil for evil or insult for insult. Oh, is that not the woo? Is that not the hard thing? Is it not easy to fire off a, 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 a quick repertoire that somebody says something to you, then you just shoot right back? Don't do it, he says. So not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but boy, when I see that word but right here, I'm thinking, I don't think I'm gonna like what's coming up next. Because he's saying, no evil, no insult, but giving a blessing instead. Giving a blessing instead. When someone does evil, you speak blessings over it. When someone insults, you speak forth the blessing. Again, it has nothing to do with how you feel. has nothing to do with what you want to do. You know, I've experienced this in a very graphic way a couple times in my life. And one in particular, I had a situation where someone came in with information and it was it was tough. It was a difficult situation and it actually made me mad. Anybody ever been mad out there? Okay, It made me mad. And in my mind, I knew exactly what I wanted to say. Okay, I knew what I wanted to say. I wasn't saying anything evil. I wasn't saying anything insulting, but I knew what I wanted to say. And it was going to be based upon the truth, and it was going to be in the truth, but there was going to be too much soul to it rather than spirit. But I knew in my mind what I wanted to say. And yet, at the same moment, I knew exactly what I was supposed to say. And you say, well, aren't they the same? Oh, no, 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 no. I knew in my mind, in my heart, what I wanted to say into this situation, but I knew what I was supposed to say. And so I said what I was supposed to say. And then there was, you know, you having dialogue. Then something else was said. And I was angry with this one. And I wanted to say something in my mind and in my heart. But I knew what I was supposed to say. So I said what I was supposed to say. I don't remember how many times that happened. Maybe four or five times in this conversation that that happened. It was such a night and day type of thing in my mind. Between what my mind and what my heart wanted to say versus what the Spirit of the Lord was wanting to say in the situation. And yet I knew that I had the ability 
to do and to say either one. And that's the reason he's saying don't do this, but make the decision to bring forth a blessing instead. I'll tell you what, there is more power in speaking forth the word of the blessing than any insult that we think we might be able to whip up with any evil act that we think we might retaliate evil with. That's just the way of the world, and it's just foolishness. So he says, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you will, you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. That's, that's wild, guys. He said, he's telling them you have been called. And in Scripture, you find out you've been called, you've been chosen, you've been predestined, you've been elected, you've been selected, okay? You have been called for this purpose. You've been called for the purpose of inheriting a blessing. Since we are going to inherit a blessing, since we have the blessing of the Holy Spirit within us now, why in the world would we ever speak forth anything that is not a blessing into a situation? So let me read these two verses. To sum it all up, all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. That is really quite a thing to rejoice over. Let us live within it. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much. I'll see you again next time.